What's up, TIW Mafia? I am JP, and I am here with Big Joe and Brett Hello. Stula. Uh, Brett is a tattoo artist out of New Jersey. The tattoo artist, it's Tatooine. Is that what it is? The tattoo Tatoo- shop? Yeah, our, our shop is Tatooine Body Art. Right Love now, it. I'm a Star Wars nerd from way back in the day, so. Yeah, the people, uh, the people who get the, they, not everybody gets that that name. They'll say, "Is it Tattooine?" I'm like, "Are oh, you fucking stupid?" No, it's Tatooine. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> well, you're just talking about your beer, and that's why I asked if you called it the something out of the cantina. Yeah, yeah, yep. What's up, Bobby D in the chat? I see you there. Now, um, so you're a tattoo artist out of New Jersey, but you kind of took like you know Joe from touring around with the conventions. Yep. So you do a little more than tattooing. Like, no, you don't, you tattoo the normal person, but you also get a couple of like rock stars and that type of thing coming in there. Is that what the idea is? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we, when me and Joe were on the, the tour circuit, you know, I would, you know, I'd pick and choose the shows we want to do, obviously. But yeah, what we do is we go around the world basically and we tattoo at these kind of geeky conventions like the uh, Wizard World. We did Fan Fest and they're a lot of fun because like some of those shows, people, uh, some of the people that go to those things have never actually seen a tattoo being done. Like they would come up to our booth and say, are you actually doing real tattoos? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, occasionally we would have, in fact, it would happen more often than not. You'd have like Norman Reedus just stop in our booth. And uh, I remember when I first started doing the tour, which was about five years ago now, my buddy Chris 51 said, don't like, fangirl over all these guys coming in. I'm like, that's hard for me, dude. You know, I, I want a fangirl exactly. over me too. Right. right. So, but I get it though, because like if you fangirl all over them, they don't want to come in the booth and they, they would come over, hang out with the tattoo guys. I remember I met Tommy Flanagan in Philly and I, he's uh from Chibs from Sons of Anarchy and yeah, super cool fucking guy. Uh, and I remember all I wanted to do was just meet him. Well, I ended up drinking with that dude till three o'clock in the morning. And he says, I'm going to come and get a fucking tattoo tomorrow. I'm going to come. That's my terrible Scottish accent. It worked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he showed up the next morning and we tattooed him. And um, That's awesome. awesome. That is cool. That is. The, now, what was it like? Like, when did you go from, I mean, and I know you still have a shop that's open to the public mm-hmm. in outside of Fort Dix in New Jersey. But when did you go from like being that like every person coming off the street tattoo artist to being the the sort of rock star celebrity tattoo artist? Well, the, the tour helps. I mean, like being a, associated with that tour, anybody who's on that tour has probably tattooed somebody famous at some point. Uh, but I know that I tattooed illegally for years, and then uh, my buddy Chris Fifty One asked me to join <clears throat> join the tour. And once I started joining that, I knew instantly that that was changing my life a little bit. But uh, probably the most significant was when I tattooed uh, Morgan from Seven Dust. Uh, the drummer, he's one of my best friends now. So when I tattooed, I tattooed him in a, in a hotel room in Butler, New Jersey. And after I tattooed him, a lot of people started kind of coming to me for tattoos that are fans of that band. And other bands would get tattooed from me, and it kind of spiraled that way. That's awesome. That's Seven Dust is awesome, first of all. So good. I saw, yeah, I saw them uh I saw them a couple of years ago at a, in Connecticut on a part of a festival. It was incredible. I think they're coming out to um whatever the name of the place is, the Great Woods Tweeter Center, right near us. 
That, nice. I would definitely check that out. And, and no. I, every night, man. And like, when I was when I was up with you on the tour, you know, I hang around with you guys a lot. I came by all all the time. You mm-hmm. did the tattoo contest that we were on the stage that one time. Yeah. And that's when I think we, you and I first really met. Yep. Other than just being with the same group and not knowing each other. Now, I've been I've been watching. I've seen. Um, uh, I forget his first name. Glover from um, in Living Color came in. Yeah, Corey Glover. Yep. Corey Glover. Mm-hmm. He came in and got a piece. I don't know. I don't remember exactly who. But the the one I'm trying to get to is I know in Germany I brought Norman and Norman Reedus and Jeffrey Dean Morgan up to Chris 51's room to get tattooed after hours. Oh, you were <laughs> responsible for. I that. was responsible for that one. That's when they get the little skulls. Yep. And and then I, the one other one that sticks out in my mind is I think he was getting three tattoos at once. Uh, it was John Bernthal. Yeah, I remember that. He got the three pieces at once, both of his arms and his leg. Now, I I thought it was, I know it was Chris. I think it was Josh Bodwell, and I'm not sure. Was it you? No, it was uh, it was Kevin Beckvlar. Uh, okay. Uh, he he. It was him and Chris. I think it was just those two. Okay. But I, I was not at that show, and I was super pissed I didn't go to that show because I think it was in Portland. Which yeah. for me, I'm I'm on the East Coast. I don't do too many West Coast shows. Uh, I'll be going to California next month, but. Uh, I don't do too many of the, the West Coast. It's just too expensive. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, it was Chris and um, Chris and Kevin, and I remember seeing the pictures. I'm like, you mother, lucky he sat son. Like a rock, though. He sat like a rock, dude. He's just out like this, just getting tatted. You know, that's yep. that's. And plus, from what they told me, everybody told me that week he was the the highlight of the weekend. Just oh yeah, because that's right when Punisher first came out. Yep. Yeah. That's that's- yeah, I remember Chris showing me pictures uh, the night because I was at the show that he tattooed uh, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan and Norman Reedus. Yeah, uh, I remember Norman was pretty pissed off that he shared a, a picture on social media because that's uh, his that's his label his uh, his trademark for his books and he uses that skull. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Chris uh, showed me pictures of that. That was a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a tattoo tandem right there, man. Oh, I yeah. think Norman got tattooing him uh, in Atlanta, but it never happened. So maybe maybe one of these days. We get a question coming in from the chat room of uh, Bobby D. He wants to know if you tattooed any wrestlers, and if you did, what did they get? I have never tattooed a wrestler. Um, I've tattooed some guys who want to wrestle me, and that's not <laughs> my thing. But uh, no, I've never tattooed any wrestlers. Just rock stars, celebrities, athletes. What do you think about wrestling uh, that – Tattoos in wrestling. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan at all. I was a huge wrestling fan growing up. Like I don't watch it as much currently, but uh, I'm a I'm a diehard old school wrestling fan. In fact, these new uh, documentaries. I think it's on A. Oh yes, yes. Fuck, they're my bro. Look right. at that. I got that shirt. I have that shirt, Joe. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I think those new documentaries are absolutely incredible. Yeah. In fact, I had the I had the Hulkamania workout set when I was a kid. Oh, you remember that? oh yes. Cool. It came with that. Come on, you little hulksters. Don't give up now. You know, I was I would like play that in my bedroom and it like it's it I still remember that cassette, man. Little do you know what he meant by eat your vitamins. (laughs) (laughs) I was eating the wrong vitamins. I don't have both vitamins. But like back I mean back then I don't think rest like the tattoos and wrestling in that age, like those guys were pretty clean with their bodies. Yep. But now it's like the the Samoan families. Um they all have the tribal tattoos, like the Rock and you know his cousins and all of Roman them. Reigns and the Usos. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I mean, I think in general, tattoos have uh, been become more socially acceptable. 
uh, in the world. Yeah. Oh, just uh, a not little just, bit. Not just in entertainment, but, um, you know, you got nurses getting tattooed all the time and stuff. So, of course, um, you see, you know, growing up, rest, uh, tattoos were way more taboo. Shit, when I was watching wrestling, I wasn't tattooed. Um, tattoos were either a veteran or a biker. Exactly. Yeah, it's like degenerate shit, you know? And yeah. now it's just like everybody's getting them. So you see guys like Randy Orton who are covered or Batista or, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I, I remember when my son was watching Wrestling Heavy, man, CM Punk, he had some cool-ass tattoos. He had, like, G.I. Joe and he had the Pepsi symbol, and I thought yeah. those were cool. But um, I, was, I was saying before we, we went live, uh, I feel like a lot of these guys, because they're on the road so much and they're doing so much, especially in the ring, they don't have as much time to get quality stuff, big pieces, you know? Right. I'd like to sit down with a wrestler and do something badass. Like, The Rock has got – but he's he's got time to do that shit now. Oh, yeah. You know? Dude's in between. Is- by Nico and the other guy who just covered up or reworked Nico's thing. There's, I mean, there's a couple of guys coming up now. Like I know Josh Briggs is just making his debut in the WWE, and he has he has full sleeves. Joe, you've seen Josh Briggs, and you don't know what his sleeves are, though, do you? No, I haven't. I haven't seen him that close. I know him. But every he, time I talk to him, it was always he has something like twenty one or twenty two different DC characters built into oh. his sleeves, but you would never know it from a distance, right? So that, that, that's what I would. I would love to do something like that because it's all the muted. It's all kind of muted. Where yours are all, you, all your words kind of bright. Like it's like a sticker. The, yeah, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see it from across the room. You know, yeah. like, I would love to have that opportunity to do, on somebody like that's high profile. I think that's every tattooer's dream to right. put your mark on them to where when they're in the ring, you know exactly what you're looking at from a distance. That's cool as hell. Now, now Josh Richards, who's part of the show, part of the family here, and has. It's funny he's asking this question because he has arrows on his fingers. But what's the what's the strangest tattoo you've ever given? And where? Mm. Well, I just did a – it's not the strangest, but I just did a – this real pretty girl just came and got her sternum all the way down to her home address. Nice. Uh, just did that. It was, that was pretty cool. Um, strangest I ever did. I can tell you the strangest request I ever had that I completely turned down. I had a dude uh, – who was a local kind of scratcher tattooer asked me if I would tattoo a devil holding a blender with a fetus in it, getting ready to hit the on switch. I'll never forget that. I'm like, why? Yeah. He goes, well, because I'm anti-abortion and I, and I don't agree with that kind of shit. I'm like, bro, that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. So that was definitely the, 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 uh, the weirdest I took, request I read. I took that the opposite way. You yeah, so I can see why you say either. I can see why you say no to that. <laughs> yeah, that's... you you were th- you were thinking you wanted to blend it, right? Yeah, make a baby milkshake. That. Well, now is there anything? There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that's tab too taboo on like face tattoos, neck tattoos, anything like that? Not these days. It sure seems no. like it, it. Sure seems like everybody's getting tattooed, no matter where you know, but. Um, more lower, lower stomach tattoos on chicks, uh, uh, tons of under boob tattoos. That's, that's something that's gotten really popular the past couple of years. JP, Brett can give you an under boob tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're not far off. That's that's like the the new fad for chicks, man. It's like, uh, they call them titty chandeliers. So. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what I think JP was trying to get to with that question was, do you have a tattoo a dick? Or would you? You would, but you haven't yet. 
No. No. No, no, I haven't. And I and, and, and I really – there's like a $10,000 handling fee for that, so I wouldn't do it. <laughs> what if it's only two fingers? I mean, I can listen. I'm, I'm – I'm weak. I mean, I might, I might, I might be coerced into anything at this point. Who gives a shit? <laughs> the fuck. I mean, as long as he's like getting something cool, you know, like. All right, we'll get two bottles of bourbon when we go down to JP. Boom! There you go. <laughs> we, am I going to need two people to handle it, or is he? You know, is... no. It, it's like a, it's like a, a broken tic tac. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle that. I mean, yeah, it's like, We'll bring up the two dots. It's done. <laughs> no. What's your favorite tattoo you've done? Oh God, I got a, I got a lot. Um, I, try, I I never suck my own cock too hard, right? So, but there's several tattoos that I've done recently that have been like some of my favorites. Uh, most notably, I did a I did a lion from Thundercats on somebody, which was uh, it's probably my favorite. Uh, I did a I recently did a Castle Grayskull. I'm huge into Master Universe and um, all the eighty cartoon stuff. So Master Universe is like one of my favorite things. So anything Master Universe related, I'm, I'm always about. Um, I did a Star Wars tattoo recently that came out really good. Um, anything geek related, man, are like some of my favorites. Now, with the and, and usually it's like if the if the I don't I try not to pigeonhole myself into like oh well this is my new favorite because like it's really just about the client you know and they they come That's- to me first to to execute something that they want not that I want. So I try to really give. Not just a good tattoo, but a really good tattoo experience. And I think that's why we do so well here is because when people walk in the door, all my artists in here, we try to treat everybody so, like, friendly. You know, like, okay. we we open the doors up. We, we give them a shot of whiskey. We we have fun. We have fun here, man. That was going to be Max's question. Do you share the bourbon? Do you share the whiskey? Always. It's, it's always. the opposite here. I don't think they can here. No, we're, yeah, we're allowed here. As long, as long as our township didn't uh, – in fact, when I got when I got uh, my tattoo license cool. in this shop, um, the Board of Health uh, was doing our inspection, and I purposely waited until we passed before I asked. Uh, <laughs> we passed our inspection. I said, "Hey, uh, are we allowed to like drink in here?" And she goes, "Of course, as long as the township's okay with it." I'm like, "Can I give it to clients?" Because I've been tattooed by artists, and they've given me like old fashions and shit. I'm like, yeah. "It's just classier than hell," cool. you know. Cool. I wanted that, so that's so pr- pretty much uh, almost. Weekly, we'll go. Somebody in here will go buy another bottle. We'll take turns, and we always get around the counter here and we pour shots for everybody and, and drink. Don't get out of hand, of course, but you know we'll have a couple shots each. Tattoo. I'm in tattoos. Joe was out in the Navy getting YMCA tattooed on himself, <laughs> uh, but Boston was in like a prohibition for tattoos up until what 10, 15 years ago, Joe? Yeah. It was uh, New York as well, right? New York City for a while too. New York City was for a while, but Boston was the last holdout. But Massachusetts in general was one of the last holdouts. And I mean, they it was only what maybe twenty years ago when they started selling alcohol on Sundays. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were way behind. Strange like that, but like you know, thinking if I remember, JP told me back in the day one of the tattoos he wants, he wants a Smurf village on his ass. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big village. Sign me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's three bottles of bourbon now. Right before, but, I yeah, drink we, a lot, man. I drink a lot of fucking booze. You can pretty much three. talk me into just about anything. We used to have to go to New Hampshire and get shitty tattoos. Yeah, 
Like you yeah, couldn't even get. You just come here. You can come here and get shitty tattoos. <laughs> give me four bottles of bourbon. I'll fuck your shit. Now, <laughs> now, do people because of the name of the shop, the Tatooine Body Art? Do people assume like it's all Star Wars stuff? Yeah, I mean, well, the people who get it, of course. Like, like we we have people that literally come in here just to see the shop. Like I'm, it's a nerdzium. Like nice. if I went in there, I would want like the blueprint of the Millennium Falcon tattooed on. Absolutely, straight up. As you should. As you should. Straight up. That I would be my see all the that... Star Wars tattoos. These guys, these guys in here don't get any Star Wars tattoos. If there's a Star Wars tattoo coming in the door, goddamn it, I want to do it. You know, so I try to always. I think, for that one. But I think that would be a cool back piece. A blueprint of the Falcon. The Falcon, yeah. Cool. I think you can, you can, I can actually get downloads of e almost every Star Wars thing blueprint. Like, oh, yeah. I was going to do like blueprints of all the droids on my own leg, you know, just tattoo myself. Okay. Uh, I, I actually have an F 14. I'm a huge fan of the movie Top Gun. So I have a blueprint of the F 14 Tomcat on my thigh. That's so I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with this blueprint theme. I hate getting tattooed. So I may as well just get a couple outlines and say, screw it, call it a day. Now, you hate <laughs> getting tattooed? These days, fuck yeah. I hate it. I'm running out of easy spots, so it's like okay, sucks. Do you do? Have you done a lot of your own? Like, have you actually tattooed yourself a lot? I've done a few. I've done a lot of my right arm because I'm left-handed. I've uh, I finished my leg. I, I I've got tight shorts on, and without showing my uh, my fucking wang, I wouldn't be able to show it. But I finished my uh, stand up. Let's see the Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a. Tattoo I started like 10 years ago. Like it was a tiger. So I turned it into Cringer from He-Man. And I, I finished that over COVID. And it came out fucking awesome. It's the first tattoo I finished on myself. Probably in about five or six years. But it, was, it came out really good. Hmm. Joe, you start. I only have one, so. Oh, I'll start. My fate, it's, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to have to go here. It's the anchor and the POW flag from when I was in the Navy. Nice. And the, the anchor has the hull number for the ship I was on. That's awesome. That's I only, my favorite. I only have one, and it's not good. I have what my last name is Griffin, so I thought it was a Griffin when I saw it on the clip on. It's actually a Welch Dragon. Shout out to my cousin Brian Demeco for pointing that out every time I every time he sees me. <laughs> but he also has a sleeve full of flowers. So he just likes flowers. That's well, it. Yeah. That he that he hid from his mother until he was like twenty five. When we get, how do you hide a sleeve full of flowers? The long sleeves through the summers in Boston. Oh, sounds like hell. <laughs> well, JP, we got to get down to New Jersey and get your Welsh dragon turned into an actual griffin. Yeah, I have pictures. Of the, I have pictures of what I wanted. I can cover to that up, man. I can cover that up for sure. It's easy because there's not the only part of cut that has any color on it is the wings, so it should be pretty. I don't like needles. I don't either. <laughs> but no. I, now, being, I, used to, I used to have to give blood, man, all the time. Like give blood or shots, and I, I would just be like just zonk out. I'll but, be doing I'll do the I'll do shots with you. I'm not sober. That's Joe. So <laughs> we had definitely knocked down. We'll bring an extra bottle. <laughs> uh, but now is there a tattoo that you've seen? That just made you go, damn, I wish I did that one. A lot. Uh, a lot of the Motu ones, I can't think of one specifically, but I know uh, I know Nico, Nico Hurtada is like one of my 
idols, man. I took a seminar with him um, last should I say last year? But last year didn't fucking exist. Uh, yeah. Let's just forget 2020. So, yeah, it was the year before last year. Uh, we went to New York City and did a, 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 a seminar with Nico. And, man, this guy just does the amazing – like, not only does he do amazing work, but he gets to do the most amazing shit. So, like, that was my goal, like, to stop taking so much, so much stuff that I really don't want to do, give it out to the other artists and be able to do stuff that I want to do. But uh, he did a like the one that I remember him doing was a he did a realistic looking C three PO, and the guy the thing was shining, and I, I never could have executed it the way he did, but it's just incredible. Also, my buddy Chris fifty one, um, I literally stole his style a thousand percent, and I told him straight up, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip your style off because I, I I worked next to him for so long and watched how he tattooed, and. His his tattoos. I mean, Joe, you know, ta- Chris's tattoos are so bright. It it's unreal how he can get that much ink and color into a small space. Now, yep. and I've also, and I'm sure you have too, seen his tattoos come back a year, two, three years later, and it's like it was just done. They're like, bulletproof. You, know, you touch it, you feel like you get ink on your finger. Yeah, it's just bullet. It just does bulletproof work. And I know he's kind of like getting. He's you know transitioning out of tattooing and he's focused on headbangers con as, as am I and stuff like that. But uh, his, his color work was something that I was just like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what he does. I'm going to watch what he does. I'm going to annoy the shit out of him and ask him a million questions. And Chris never made me feel weird about it. He was, I I think he was always like a little like, dude, stop, you know, stop, stop. I'm like, dude, I can't help it. Your fucking, your tattoos are awesome. But he was way cool with uh, showing me how he did stuff. And I just was a student and just paid attention. Yeah, no, it's always good when you have someone who he probably doesn't see it as this type of relationship, but you probably do when you have that type of mentor. Mm-hmm. And he probably doesn't see it as like a mentor-student relationship, just no, two friends we're, hanging we're, out. And we're you best, asking we're advice. best friends. I mean, like we've been best friends now for almost six years, and you know he stayed at my house. You know I've done conventions with him, and we we host the shows together, but. uh He's one of my best friends, and uh, but I always I always pay homage to the guys who helped me along my way. You know what I mean? Like, and he was definitely one of those guys that I was just like, I'm, I'm stealing everything he does. <laughs> now I'm looking at like that deck you got hanging on your back of your wall there, and you got a couple of action figures there. The garbage pill kids, you're clearly a collector too. Oh yeah. What do you What's your big? What's your main collection? Is so. It- I have a, I have a lot. I, like I collect, I could pretty much only collect vintage stuff except for the stuff in the shop. The stuff in the shop is like what I call disposable collectibles because I can just replace all that stuff. Right. But um, I have every figure mint on card from master masters of the universe from 1985 to 87. I think it is. So it's like, it's 68 mint figures. The collection is worth a shitload of money. Um, so I have every single one of those. I have every Kenner superpower figure, mm-hmm. which is probably my favorite toy line ever. Got a bunch of min on min on card Thundercats, um, those old mask uh, box. Oh yeah, man! I thought I was the only person that remembered that. I had that. I had the gas station with the oh, the, dude, the fucking came down and shit. Boulder Hill, baby. Yes, yes. Big bucks, big bucks. But I, I have oh. like all that stuff in box. Like I got a, uh, I got, I got a, a bunch of shit here actually. Back in the day, for so for people who don't know, today toys aren't made for kids. Toys are made for. There's collectibles that are made to be collected by collectors. Yep. And there's toys that are made to be played with. Mm-hmm. And the toys that are made to be played with 
don't look as cool as the collectible stuff. But back in the day, we didn't have that. You had toys that were meant to be played with. So you opened your box up. You didn't leave it in the package the way people do now. And you played with the stuff. So when you have, like, a, when you say you have all the original Masters of the Universe mint on card, yep. that's, like, a extremely rare collection. It's I, I'm one of, uh, I think, three, maybe four people I know that have the entire run. I know, I know there's guys who have a really good clean run, but I, I know like a lot of the Mo2 collector community, I know m- my collection's pretty rare. I don't know how rare, but I know it's pretty rare. And I also know I have a, I have a mint on card cyborg from Kenner Superpowers, and someone offered me two grand for it. It's I have one of the highest graded in the world. Um, he offered me two grand. I turned it down because I know I'd have to find another one because I'm a psycho like that. <coughs> but, and, yeah. you, and you would need to find one in better condition. Hundred percent. I understand. I understand the mentality. <laughs> I do. Him, you give him the, the collectible. You take the two grand. You're eventually going to spoil it. Spend the two grand, and then you have nothing. Right. So you just keep it. You yeah. Know, eventually. So I you, need to sell it. I'm not going. I, I love yeah. it. Like. Yeah. But I, when I go into my room and I see every Master Universe figure ever put out, I'm like, dude. I mean, how many people can say they got that? I got. I got them right. all. Like, you know, I, I've had people come to my house and been like. Dude, like how? How? Like I'm like, dude. It was it was three years of full fledged commitment, and I bought my first figure when I did like my second show with the Geek uh, the Geek Strength Legends store. At uh, some guy had a Battle Armor Skeletor, <clears throat> and I said, "How much you want for it?" I think he said, "I think he said 130 bucks." I'm like, "I'll take it." So I bought it, and I was just like, "God damn it! I am in so much trouble right now because I'm I'm obsessive with completing that, shit." It's like potato chips; you can't just have one. Nope. See, I, coll- I I don't collect. I have maybe 20 WWE action figures, but I collect the ones that I like. So that way there, I don't feel like I have to complete the set because I'm buying the Paul Londorfs, who just passed away. Right. Uh, you know, the Rick Rudes, the guys that meant something to me back in the day, or people that I, that, you know, me and Joe have watched come up and wrestle, and like Ivar, I had to have his first figure, and yep. stuff like that, that just, it means something to me, so I'll never sell them. Right. But it's um, if I was a completist, I wouldn't have even ventured down that that rabbit hole because it's, it's bad. I spent uh, I, I, I there's one figure in the Mo2 collection named Twistoid, and um, I didn't realize how rare that figure was until he was the last one I needed. I was like, this is unreal. so. One of my buddies, who's a very high end auctioneer, makes a ton of money, um, said I got one. I said, how much you want for it? He goes nine hundred dollars. So I was like, <laughs> I'll take it. Let's go. And that was it. You know, it was complete. But I hope you get that all insured. What's that? You have that insured? It's hard to insure. That's the tough thing right. about collectibles. It's really hard to, ah. it's hard to insure collectibles. There's companies that do it, but it's really hard. Uh, yeah. So, what are they worth? Are they worth $900 or are they worth the $995 that they were sold for? Exactly. Very tough to get fair market value from insurance. But if my house burns down, you better believe I got a receipt for everything I ever paid. In fact, when this shop burned down, I got reimbursed for everything. It didn't burn down, but we had water damage in my whole shop. I got reimbursed for everything. Nice. So, so yeah. Now, get your stuff. Well, how dangerous is it being a collector and working the conventions? Oh, God. Uh, well, there's two things. It's like being a collector and also a booze drinker. So uh, I, I try to literally just go to these things and break even. That's always fun. Okay. 
If I do more tattoos to break even, I come home with a couple toys or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty happy. I actually remember seeing you walking around the floor, kind of with your hands like this, and it's all sweat. <laughs> and you're like, and I can tell you, everyone, you know, everyone had a few drinks during the day, but you're sitting there like this, and you're just kind of walking around this like few few boots. And now I know what was going on. Mm -hmm. You were trying to contemplate <laughs> which of the few things you wanted to buy because you saw more than you wanted to spend. Yep. I, I do, there's always one dude there who has a ton of vintage shit. He knows me by name now. Like, I, like I'll go there and I'll try to beat him up a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> come on, bro, give me that box of fucking 1986 Fleer cards Let's, right now. Give me a deal. Oh, have I you just... ever traded a tattoo for a collectible? Trying to think. No, but I've gotten. Have I? Not that I remember, but every I, I have gotten so many gifts uh, open in this shop. Half the stuff in, I would say half, maybe a third of the stuff in here is donated by somebody. I had a dude literally walk in. I was tattooing his wife. Uh, and they spent a shitload of money on this on this tattoo, on these tattoos. He brought a giant box of stuff in that was like holy grail shit. He just, uh, it's just sitting in my garage. I don't need it anymore. I just want you to have it. You can hang it up here. Just if you resell it, let me know. And I'd like to either have it back or buy it back from you. It's just like, bro, what? I'm not going to sell it. It's going to be displayed in here. I'm looking at like 17 things on the ceiling over there that he gave me. So, uh, yeah, people give people are way too generous, man. They give us tons of stuff here. That's nice. Including now, booze. <laughs> Do people show up with booze to get their tattoos? Almost every day. Now, have you ever had to turn someone away because they were too drunk? Uh, we've had to flag three people. And I, rem I remember three people. So that's how that's how rare it happens. Yeah, like, that's... We're, we're pretty good. We're pretty good with uh, keeping our, like, especially me and my other artist, Tyler. We're good with keeping our finger on the pulse of how much someone's having. Occasionally, we'll leave a bottle out on the counter and we'll have a good friend uh, start serving themselves when we're not looking. And that's happened three times. So, okay. And they get, they get flagged after that. I like the way you call them. It's a good friend. That's it. Good friend. But that's now because they used to tell us back, and, and I think this was a New Hampshire thing because we used to, again we used to have to go to New Hampshire to get our tattoos. Mm -hmm. But um, that you couldn't go in drunk because mm -hmm. of the it thins your blood. Yeah, I mean you can, you definitely one we're not going to we won't tattoo you if you come in drunk. We're our our plaza. Okay. Our shop is in a plaza with a pub that we go there all the time. Uh, so occasionally we'll get people come in here and they're just toasted. Uh, I, I guest spotted a shop last week and we there was a guy in there who was pretty toasted. They tattooed him anyway. And it, it depends on how cooked the guy is. But you got to drink a ton of booze for it to like really affect the tattoo. Okay. Like you know what you're doing. You should, it's For me, it's more just, you know, you're going to be annoying the whole time. You're going to be moving. You're going to be chatting in my face like you know that's that's more what it's about i remember i was tattooing my cousin one time and he was completely obliterated you know and he was like moving all around and stuff like that that's more annoying to me than than having to deal with like a little bit of a bloody tattoo you know that's now how much cover-ups do you have to do cover-ups uh i do quite a bit i don't i i hate doing cover-ups but uh, recently, you, you asked earlier about my favorite tattoo. I, I've done a couple tattoos recently that were cover-ups that are some of my favorite tattoos. One was a spawn tattoo. Um, if anybody wants to see it, it's on my Instagram. That was a cover-up. Yeah. And a Wolverine tattoo that was also a cover-up that was all tribal. Give out your Instagram real quick. Uh, Brett Stuller Tattoos. 
Yeah, like it says oh. there. Hmm. Right there, yep. Now you said the you said the spawn tattoo. There's an underground or oh, he's battle rapper is what he is, underground rapper, YouTube, whatever, daylight. And he has a spawn tattoo, oh. but it's he has the mask around his eyes, but it's in the glow in the dark. Oh, ink. ink. Oh, really? So you don't see it too much because he's black. You don't see it too much, but when it but glows, it glows. It, yeah. Wow. Which is I don't, just... I don't mess with too much of the UV stuff. Uh, one of my my apprentice here, he just got some UV ink, and he did uh, the Assassin's Creed logo on oh, somebody yeah, yeah. and he outlined it with that. And we got the black light, and it it was glowing, man. It was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, but I don't I don't really like messing with the black light inks too much. Okay. Now, what other t- do you have a style like this? I know like this guy that specializes in certain ends of tattoos, like Japanese I, traditional Americana. Right. I like doing. Uh, I, I just call them color bombs. I just like doing bright the bold, brights, bright bright bold color tattoos. Anything comic or, or kind of geeky related. Uh, but I like doing black and gray too. I had someone. I had someone say to me, uh, "I know you hate doing black and gray." I'm like, "Who the fuck told you that?" I love doing black and gray. I do it all the time. But where you cut your um, teeth? What's that? It's where you cut your teeth? Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, like black and gray is like it's tattooing 101. If you can't do that, you shouldn't tattoo. But I, I definitely prefer doing bright, bold color stuff. Now, what would you recommend to someone getting their first tattoo? Get dicks. Okay. Get dicks, lots of dicks. Um, the dick and ball, just a dick, waterfall of dick, yeah, just a dick or dick and ball. Like, you want the the whole thing? No, just the dick. The the, the balls are gross, you know. Make it get a Chinese star made out of dicks, but I feel like the balls give you a little more aim, like you can put hair on them and shit, it gives you a little more to work with, yeah. But then, but then people know it's a dick. If you get like a yin yang made out of dick, it might not look like a dick until people get all that. Oh. <laughs> our, our former apprentice here got a goddamn tattoo from somebody who specializes in dick fish tattoos. Dick I, fish. I forget the artist's name, but it, it this is an amazing form of art. He literally did a fish, but the head of the fish is a cock. And I'm like, like everything on his Instagram is nothing but dick fish. So That's she got one, and I was just oh like, my God, it's it's brilliant, but it's uh, you know. I, I just, I just googled it. You see it, dickfish, and some of them you wouldn't know nope. from a distance. You get, you get like the little, the little goldfish, like the gold dickfish. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. Like I didn't even hear this. I didn't even know who this guy was until she showed me her marlin. That's a cock. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. Was it a, a, a marcock or a cocklin? <laughs> cocklin. Now we got we to name that one. <laughs> Now, I think I spoke to you about this before when we were on the circuit that, of course, you know, I want to get a piece by you. I want to get a piece by Chris, by Josh, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I want to do is, you know, my interest, you know, kind of you can tell someone's interest by what they already have. Mm-hmm. I want to think I want to go into you and be like, give me what you think I want. I'm not going to hey, you know, whatever you think I want to get an anchor or uh a, a Muppet, whatever. Because I do want Muppets on my back. But whatever you know, I, I, oh, I definitely, you know those those pictures, like it's like you get a, it's all jumbled up, kind of like a Where's Waldo, but if you see like the dog over here, you're chasing the cat that's up over here. I want to get that with Muppets. Or, or cartoon oh, nice. You know, who has a, you know who has a really good Muppet tattoo is Hornswoggle. 
Oh, from uh, WWE, the, the midget from the WWE, midget? the, the leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. Where's when he got independence. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But he has uh he has a pretty cool. He was in the he was in the last Muppet movie. Nice. So he got a Muppets tattoo. It showed it to the Muppets on the Muppet movie. Oh, that's great! The 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 movie with uh, Siegel, I think his name is, or Jason, Jason Siegel? Siegel and yes, yeah, dude, people shit on that movie. I loved it. I thought it was. I awful. loved it too. I'm a giant Muppet fan. Me too. Like, dude, when when it came back on uh, Disney Plus, I was so stoked. We watched like I haven't watched it yet because I'm afraid. I don't want to ruin what I remember, so I haven't watched it. Well, let's keep it real. The, 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 that sh- those shows, listen, they don't age great, but they're still very good. Like, there's yeah. ones like, you know, I watched one with Kenny Rogers. I watched one with Rocky, Star Wars. Like, there's some no, really the Mark, good ones in there. The Mark Hamill one was great. Oh, yeah. So good. The Rocky one was amazing, too. <laughs> that's, but then that's back then, they got the A stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Denver was my favorite one. Oh, Daniel Kermit. Yep. Another great That's, one. And like what well, my my Muppet cartoon back piece I want is I want to start with Statler and Waldorf, Waldorf on the back of my head. Nice. Peeking out of my collar. My God. We'll go, go down from there. But That's amazing. Someday. Yeah. Um, but so what, what I was getting at with that, have you ever had any people walk in and just be like, give me a tattoo? What, it happens, what it happens rare. Um, usually I try to – uh, I try to get to know them a little bit and ask what their their interests are because I don't want to just give them what I want to do. As much as I'd love to just do, because nine out of ten times, if I say, "Oh, cool, I'm going to do a Batman," oh, well, hold on, I don't want to do a Batman. You know, like it's yeah. so. Why don't you tell me a, bit, uh, a little bit about yourself? What do you like? Uh, and and we'll go from there. Yeah, but that that happens all the time. People are like, "Yeah, I just want to get a tattoo from you." Okay, cool. Well, what do you what do you like? Um, and I try to accommodate them. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's stuff that I'm not even really into. You're like, well, I'm into flowers and I'm into tarantulas. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's fucking do a flower and a tarantula. You know, it doesn't always have to be geek related. I want to make the person happy if they're spending a lot of money, you know? Right. Tattoos. I think over the past like 20 years have become a part of geek culture, but way before that, it was part of like the rebel culture, Mm -hmm. you know, like you guys were talking about before. So it's like, it's really it is an accepted form now to the point where, you know, you couldn't get a job having sleeves before. Yeah, now yeah. you can get a job with tattoos on your hands, tattoos on your necks, and you can walk into a place and get a job. Well, like I, I've seen places before. I remember looking for jobs back in the day, and it's like no visible tattoos, no visible tattoos. Now it's yeah. you're seen on the on, on the notice tattoos acceptable. I yep. worked for uh, no facial tattoos. I worked for a big box store for a while, and their rule. Because we were in the city, you could have tattoos that were visible. You just couldn't have um, curse words or anything offensive. Yep. Yeah, it's like so, socially acceptable, like even like with Amazon stuff. Like, like yeah. big, big corporations are, are not promoting it, but they're like encouraging encouraging their employees to express themselves, which is a weird which is a weird thing, you know. Because like you know, growing up, it was taboo. It was it was degenerate shit. It was bikers. Like I grew up in this in the town that I'm in. It was nothing but biker tattoo shops. Uh, and when I first started getting tattooed, I got a Captain America. And I remember people saying, like, why, why would you get a Captain so, America tattoo? Now, everybody gets Captain America tattoos. Tina Weber, who's one of our regular listeners, actually with her whole family, just said, oh, my fucking God, it's Brett Stuller. So, <laughs> What's up, Tina? And 
so when me and JP come down, you're going to know I want something geek, cartoon, Muppet. You're probably going to give me the Statler World Up, which I hope. Uh, and G, you know, right. JP wants the dick fish. <laughs> Listen, uh, we yeah. can incorporate a dick fish into the fucking Muppet piece, too. You know, we're not. Statler and Waldorf are riding a dick fish. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMIO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. Now, I have to spin a wheel. We give away a figure every week. I have to spin the wheel. Can I get on the wheel? You want to get on the wheel? Yeah, yeah. We're giving away. So what we, did, what we normally do is we normally pick um, just a random figure. And it's, well, what winds up happening is we pick the same figures over and over. So I reached out to one of our friends and listeners, um, the Caddick, who listens with the three boys every week. And I told them to pick the figure. And they picked the Seamus Elite. Um, the most recent Seamus Elite thing was really actually a Um So that's what we're giving away. Do with no food for a day. Ain't really I just have to share my screen here. I'm a fight to my last and then we'll mix, I'll mix the names up and everything. I like to do that so people can see it. Hustle till I hit a billion dollars any day now. I'm just on this podcast. Yeah, what we do is we do a tweet every week about it, and anyone who retweets and gets on, they have a press stooler is now on there. Who's not on there? I've been down in the gutter. <laughs> what I should have done is I might do this in the future for a different time, kind of mixing things up. Because I'm going to order some of your stickers and we give them away. I'll donate a shitload. I got tons of stuff. All right. JP, you want to spin the wheel twice? Yeah, we can Just do that. Wait. All right. We're going we're gonna to swim it. Soon. Oh, Tina says, oh my God. Hi. <laughs> we're going to spin the wheel twice, guys. Oh my God. You know, yeah, you one, say, oh my God, one for the stickers. All right, so for, what do we do? First one for the stickers. Um, yeah, I just need uh, uh, whoever wins it. Just shoot me their address. I'll give you like one of everything. Sure. All right, so I first won. one. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some too, Jeff. I'm gonna and... drink this fucking bottle while we're doing this. So we're not playing spin a bottle, Brett. Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, uh, wait till I'm we down. So short, make short. I actually have his address, so I'll send that to you because he just won the figure not too long ago. Okay, cool. And now I'll, uh, I will. I'm gonna shuffle the names up a little more again. It would have sucked, Red, if you won the stickers, huh? It, you were the next. <laughs> you were the. You were the next name. <laughs> and we'll spin that up again. This is for the figure, guys. This is for the Seamus Elite. And Ben as Bosmith. Ben as Bosmith. 
One of our regular. He's he's on this every week. So he's a lot of the people don't come on live. They um They'll download it later, listen to yeah. it, things like that. So is it a, a, a mitten box figure? Is it a like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do is when they when they win it, I order it then. I don't order it and then because then I pay to ship it twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so awesome. I find a figure I know I can get. And uh, I order it off of like Amazon. I think this one's going to come from Amazon this week, so I'll use my Prime. But uh, you know, there's a couple of collectible sites where I know I can find them. Awesome. Yeah, mint in box. If they want to let them breathe, they can open them up. But mm-hmm. I'm a mint in box guy for my figures. Box guy. They don't get to breathe. Nope. Do you have any that you want to open? Oh God, I want to open all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to open all of them. I just, have I just them, don't. Them fighting each other, like yeah. I mean, on the floor, some chocolate milk, and just make them fight. Yeah. No, you don't even. So, have to oh, do that, so but... hold on. I did open one. Uh, so I think it was an, a WWE Elite. I got the new Mr. T one. Oh yes, yes. I had to open that. Mr. T is one of my favorite characters, like ever. I collect everything, Mr. Same T. Here. So I, I did open that one. Like and like, dude, it came with the belt and his chains, and I'm like, dude, this is. Did you buy two? Did you buy two of them and open one? Nope, I only got one. I can only get one. I spent a hundred dollars on it. That was a lot. So I had to get it though. I I actually have the uh, I have the old school A team, Mister T. I had that. Is that one of the nicest ones in the world? And I also had the uh, the box one, uh, the box Mister T. It's like the twelve inch guy. I had every one of those A team figures. Not that, so there was, cool. not that there was a lot of them, but that was the thing. Like, I would always go up to – we had a little toy store in Southie, and I'd always – and Joe, they had everything. Did they not? That's where this, I, got, I got the 18 figures and the van. This store was the size of a shoebox. It was definitely a fire hazard. But you'd go in and be like, oh, I need the 18 figure. I need the Mr. T or the face or the Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And they got this little old guy would disappear in the back somewhere and would come back with whatever you asked for and usually one more of something else that you might want. Now let me like, ask you this: the eighteen figures you had the 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 eighteen, but did you have the yellow carded villains as well? I no. don't remember the villains. Those are those are hard to find, especially in good condition. Like the, I've never seen when the, when those figures were out. I never even thought they had villains. I just thought it was like that's, the eighteen. Right, that's yeah. all yeah, I like remember. Yellow carded villains. I see. I didn't think. I thought I was the only one that remembered. And like the mask, when you said mask, I was like, yes, I'm not the only one. Like. I had that. Let me tell you, I played with that that gas tank, that gas uh, station, and uh, I remember the helicopter that changed to the uh, motorcycle and the funny. red car that changed to the plane. Uh, I played with those till long before I should have, long after I should. <laughs> I played with toys uh, up until I started skateboarding, and then that That's, was it. Like, me and Joe, work. I went to high school with the kid, and Joe worked with the kid. Uh, he actually was the one who reconnected me and show at some point that had, I don't want to say he had every GI Joe figure, but he had a ton of them and he was, uh, he was not a mint and cat guy. They were all out of the box mm-hmm. and every time you went over his house, they were moved. Oh, okay. So you think what you will, <laughs> but I kind of imagine that Mike Pankovich was going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. That's- Absolutely. Now, what's your grill? Like, is there a piece that's eluded you your whole time? Collectible-wise? Yes. Uh, the G.I. Joe USS, USS flag. Oh, man. Uh, 
I'd love to have that mitten box. I don't know where the fuck I'd put it because it's massive. Right. I couldn't get it as a kid because my play, my my parents, that was always their excuse. It was too big. It was $100. Uh, as a kid, it was $100. Right. Yeah. So that that's one. I almost got it a couple of years ago because I, I have everything. I think at this point in my collecting career, I have everything I want with the exception of comics. Like I'm trying to collect keys of comics. <laughs> but the uh, the USS Flag, there, there was – an an open box, but sealed contents 25 minutes from my house. And the lady wanted $1,500 for it. This is worth way more than $1,500. Yeah. So I, she said, it's already sold. And I'm like, of course it's already sold. I, I told her I'd give her three grand for it. And she didn't take it. She stuck wow. with 1500. So I thought I was going to get it. I didn't get it. So now I want to jump back to wrestling real quick. Hmm? Right. I want to, if you were to become a wrestler, now you mentioned you were in Florida, you went to an indie show, mm-hmm. and now I want you to become a wrestler or some part of that show. I want you to give me your, your character name. I want you to give me kind of describe what you would look like and throw out your catchphrase. Okay. The catchphrase part will be hard, but uh, so when I was down there, I watched uh, local wrestling, and it was fun as hell. And um, my buddy Ty, who runs the uh, the wrestling down there, Said, uh, "Hey, next time you come down, we'll uh, we'll put you in it. Uh, we'll call the promo- if you know the promotion, throw it out." Um. Oh God, he's gonna kill me. I don't know the name of the actual wrestling league, but uh, they're they're in Braden, California, uh, Braden in Florida, and um, it's an amazing organization. Like there were so many people there; it was great. Free booze, I loved it. Um, but he said, "We're gonna we're gonna put you in a suit. We'll cut the sleeves off, and we're gonna call. You're gonna be my enforcer. We'll call you the enforcer." Put some sunglasses on you. We'll give you a, a, a fancy cup. We'll put some bourbon in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is its like my regular day, but with a suit jacket. Um, so he's like, uh, we'll show you how to hit people with a chair and, and throw a punch and all that stuff. Uh, so I don't know. Catchphrase? Put me on I mean, I, Life's a bourbon and I'm just drinking it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I worse. Or, you know, spill my bourbon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that, too. I don't know. I have to think of the catchphrase one. I didn't, I didn't even realize. Well, the, don't think of it. It'll come. Yeah. It'll just come. That's... It'll say something. You'll be like, I like that. Yeah. Right? Well, that's like the whole Austin 316 thing that was this huge. Yeah. That came spur- – like he just spit it out. And yeah. now it's one of the most famous catchphrases in wrestling history. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't think anything of it until the next night when there were signs – I like uh, the the, the Piper the Piper Roddy Piper is my favorite wrestler ever. Oh yeah, uh, and, you know, when they were yeah Hulk and Piper and Macho, but something about Piper man, like I just loved I love the, the heel kind of guys, you know. And he he watching that A and E documentary him like with all of his notepads, like the guy thought out everything, right? He thought out his script and like I just admired his work ethic and. um that catchphrase means it's like, you know, every time they get think they got all the answers, I ask different questions. Or I, I, I change the question. I change the question, right. right. I mean, he, dude's my favorite wrestler. I can't remember his fucking but, catchphrase. But, um, he but even out so of They old. Live, in the movie They Live, the, I came to chew, gum, chew bubble gum and take names, and I'm all out of bubble uh, To kick ass and chew take bubble ass. gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yep. That came out of his book, and they put it into the movie. Yep. And how yeah. how like famous did that become? Dude, that's and by the way, that's probably the most underrated fight scene in any movie yeah, ever. Those dudes brought the shit in that. They hit each other with trash cans. You know, I watched the behind the scenes of that, 
those two those two went at it like for real for real yeah yeah they they were like really hitting each other that was uh but that was and that's it's incredible like that documentary was insane yeah i have yet to watch it you didn't watch the piper one i'll have to get it on demand it's to me it's the best one so far i mean like the the macho was good the uh stone cold was good but the piper one is by far my favorite yeah i agree i I think it's because i grew up on piper and my grandmother loved piper even when he was a bad guy, so it was like I always got to watch him. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the Macho Man and say Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, a lot of people already knew about their outside the ring life. Yeah, no one knew anything about Piper. No. Yeah. He. he I remember. I remember the 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 one episode uh, on Piper's Pit when he smashed Snooker. Okay. Yeah. I'll never. I'll never. Like I remember as a kid thinking, "Yo, this is real." Like this dude mm-hmm. really lost his fucking marbles. That was like degrading him. And like, I was just like, Oh my God, this is nuts. I was like a, a little scared. And, and then he grabbed the wrong right, coconut. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, that was one of the first shows where they broke set. Yep. Where they knocked down the set. To, and now that's commonplace. Yep. Right. But that was one of the first places that did that. And it made the air. Yeah. It was, so, it was such a wild episode, and I just remember thinking as a kid, like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And re- right. wrestling, wrestling is all you know, even into like the Attitude Era and stuff. Like it was always fun, but I always go back to as a kid watching Piper's Pit and Hulk Hogan and Randy and the Road Warriors and Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Like all those dudes were literally superheroes to me. Well, you, you can't forget the lesser known Flower Shop. By Adrian. Oh Cooper. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very lesser known. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, the flower shop didn't have a barbershop window or a coconut scene. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, there might have been a couple of coconut scenes in there after the filming. <laughs> back, bring us back to the cockfish. Yes. Cockfish. Cockfish. I love you guys' well, accents, by the way. Do you, we don't do think you? we have them. You have it. The cockfish. You know, like, what Tina recognizing you from the chat room, it's got me thinking, like, does that happen a lot to you now? What's that? Like, that you get recognized for your artwork, for, you know, for being Brett Stuhler tattoos? In my town, for sure. I mean, people know who I am here. Uh, You know, when I go on the road, like, you know, when I just went to Florida, I had seven tattoos booked when I went down there. So that, that was, that was, it's nice to go places outside of my own area and be able to tattoo. Um but- but I'm not like famous or nothing. Like, you know, like I know people that like um, love seven dust and love Tommy Flanagan saw me tattoo those guys. And I guess there's some kind of weight that that holds, but um, I just, you know, I just well, appreciate anybody who wants to come and get tattooed from me. Yes. Well, yeah, because if somebody gets tattooed, if someone loves seven dust, which seven dust is a great band who I've been able to see on tour. Um, and they want to like, they're, if they're, if they're big fans, and they get tattooed by you, then the the six degrees of separation is now one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, and if they want to get like a tribute tattoo to Seven Dust, who better to go to than someone that's done their tattoos and is friends with them? Yeah. I've done done that too. And like every time I do one of those, they're like some of my favorites. Because I have actually become friends with uh, people, you know, I'll see them at shows. I'll, I'll I'll see those those fans at shows, and they'll be like, "Yo, dude!" Like, and we'll drink together, and like, it just doesn't become like, "Yo, I'm your tattoo guy." It's just like, dude, we're drinking at a concert like everybody else, you know. 
Now, have it's you fun. ever have you ever looked back and seen how your artworks progressed? Oh God, yeah. I want to try. I want to. I want to throw my fucking phone away sometimes though, because uh, I still don't feel like I'm ever there. You know what I mean? Like, like I think any artist that thinks they've like arrived or their artwork has gotten good um, should probably just stop Ooh. doing what they're doing because I. I'm never satisfied. I, after almost every tattoo, I go home and I sit on my phone and I pick it apart. I try to think of what I could do better. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I've progressed it, like progression's part of it, but yeah, I feel like you just never progress a lot enough. I joke with my apprentice all the time and say, I'm going to fucking uh, die unhappy as an artist. <laughs> never going to reach that spot. You get that perfectionist gene and it, it it's a strong one. Yeah. What Tina just said is that she loves that you draw on the kids too, and that's why she's in love with you. Tina, that's my favorite thing. Uh, that's my favorite thing. Like every year we do it here, we try to do it more. Um, occasionally I'll have a parent uh, say, Hey, can I bring my kids down for a Sharpie tattoo? And I'll say, Yeah, bring them in. And I'll take a break from my tattoo just so I can Sharpie on the kids. Um, we started doing it uh, when I opened the shop. Uh, we did Sharpie tattoos for Autism Day. And um, we had a lot of kids in here, man, and it's, it makes them really happy. They have a lot of fun. Most of them have, have clearly never been in a tattoo shop, but my shop right. is fun looking. And uh, I just love drawing on kids. And I love to see them smile, and that makes everything. I would rather do that than tattoo any day of the week. And you just do it with a sharp. You just do it with a sharpie, and that's it. We, we usually uh, the last couple of years uh, been a lot of people. So we we what we do is we print we print out pictures. They pick a picture. We make a stencil for them. We put the stencil on them, so they're actually feeling like they get the that experience. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we and then we sharp, we color it in with sharpies, and and it's a lot of fun. Lot that of is fun. wicked. I didn't know that. That is really, especially for autism day. That's such a you know. Yeah, this kid, kid's really uh, they, they they get a kick out of it. It's, we're gonna have to uh, JP. We're gonna have to collaborate on that. Yeah, the little autism thing going down and mix them together. Yeah, we got. I'm, always, we, down. I'm always down to do that kind of stuff. Always. Great, JP. You know more about it than me. We started years ago, and we still it's still there, but we haven't done a lot with it. We started wrestling autism, and we were selling autism 316 shirts to raise money. That's cool as shit. So nice. We got to come down and put on a show in conjunction with yeah something uh, tattoos for autism day. You let me know when, and we'll do we, it. Absolutely. I love it. That's. Now, Brett, uh, we're at eight oh five. We're at eight oh two. We're just about to hit the um, the one hour mark. Do you want to talk about your um, your social medias and that type of thing where people can find you? Tell us where the shop is. Sure. Uh, so uh, our shop is in Browns Mills, New Jersey. We're at five five eight Lakers Road. Uh, we're right outside of Fort Dix, about thirty five minutes from Philadelphia, a um, couple minutes from the shore. So you can come and get a tattoo and go to the beach. Although I don't recommend going in the sun. Get a tattoo, then get sick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on uh, I don't do Twitter or any of that bullshit. I just do Instagram and Facebook. Brett Stuller tattoos. Uh, that's pretty much well, it. Tattooing and- body art on Instagram too. Instagram is sort of Twitter for a tattoo artist, right? Yeah, I, lo- I love Instagram. I'd rather I'd, I'd be on Instagram all the time. Like that's no words, all pictures. Yep, just pictures, just art, and I spend a ton of time on there. I go on Facebook a lot just to start shit. That's it. That's. <laughs> So guys, I remember it was a year or so ago. You kept someone kept reporting whatever you kept doing, and you at one point had like six accounts, and then you were like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. So I just got a thirty day ban two days ago. Uh, for for say all, all I said was some some dude said something about my winky, and I said you just called my dick a winky, and Facebook flagged me and said you're bullying thirty day ban. 
So I fucking challenged it, and they fucking said, we're sorry, we got this one wrong. And I went, <laughs> I've been in fucking Facebook jail more than anybody I know. Play the lottery. Yeah, you have to play the lottery now. So hold on. Do you do Facebook jailhouse tattoos? I can. I can. I'm really good at them. Get the old ballpoint pen. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. That's yeah, Brett. This has been fun. I this the hour went by. Yeah, it's it's quick. Had, a, had a blast. Yeah, so thank you. I usually like to guess side book because he's like, I don't know anything about his wrestling. We're talking wrestling. I'm like, trust me, you'll like it. We, we yeah, had, I had last week, we had uh, a midget wrestler on who trained with Killer Kowalski. Uh, back in the day, he went as the Irish Leprechaun, he's local to us. Uh, we had him on. JP's like, oh, you're going to run most of it. I'm just going to sit back and listen. I didn't really get a word in. Oh, that's awesome. He just kept running. So, yeah, I'm going to keep up was... with people I want. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. Great, great, great conversation. I don't know how much wrestling we talked, but it was fun. No, <laughs> not that's... to make it a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And well, I, I'll say this the pay per view was Sunday. Um, Ivar and Erica win in the tag t- tag titles. That's my prediction for uh, Bunny in the back. Well, with it, wrestling is so much more than just what happens in the ring. There's all the different outs of it now because we talked wrestling collectibles. We talked it all. You know, we mm-hmm. got a good chunk in there. Absolutely. And, you know, we're gonna have to do this again when we get down to do the tattoos and wrestling for autism. That's I'm, it. I'm down for it, man. I'm, I'm here for it. Whenever you guys are ready. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. Anytime, right. guys. Thank you, Brett. Well, all right, everyone. See you next Thursday.